We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Today, I am joined by my internet friend and recent real-life acquaintance, Tyler Parker, who is a staff writer at The Ringer and friends with a lot of my friends, so I bothered him today. How you doing, Tyler? Good, buddy. I mean, are we? I feel like we're friends, right? Are we? Sure. Are we? Are we, are we only, well, let's be. Let's be friends. Let's be. Let's. let's be I. Friends. I mean, I concur. Like, I. It's <laughs> like it's always weird when you meet somebody that you've seen on internet things. Sure. Because, sure, sure. like, when your first introduction to you is like some of these crazy videos you guys did at the Ringer years ago, and it's like, oh, sure. that's that guy. Great stuff. <laughs> um. You. Uh, anyhow. So. I, for those of you who have been listening to my kind of on and off series as I try to make it through the summer, actually figuring out what I'm doing, I've been talking to different pinger people that have uh, that are fans or analysts of various Western Conference teams because I don't care about the Eastern Conference. Um, <laughs> I'd be able to play them twice. Like I play like the Mavericks play the the like Orlando Magic twice in the first 15 no, games. Like I'm no, not going to think about the Magic ever again. You don't got to think about the magic. I got to think about the magic because Paolo's there now, but you don't got to worry about it. You don't got to. Yeah, think. it's fine. It's fine. So, as I mentioned, Tyler is a very firm Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and they are quietly and secretly on the rise. So, let's sort of walk through elements of, of the offseason that you have latched on to, and we'll take it from there. Sure. No, I mean, the, the, I mean, the two biggest things, obviously, Chet is, you know, drafting Chet and him actually, you know, looking like quite a bit of his stuff is going to translate. That's been very exciting. Um, his, uh, his ability to do a lot of different things and stack stats in, like, even, you know, he's even getting steals. Yeah. And things like that. Um, and uh, I think just 
you know, obviously I'm, I'm not going to say anything, you know, new or smarter than what's already been said about his defense. I think the exciting thing is that he is able to move his feet in space. You know, it seems like pretty well, and he's going to be able to, um, uh, he's not going to have to be one of these, fives that's just stuck under the rim all the time he's going to be able to actually get out and do some stuff i think defensively which is which is exciting well and you know since the most people who listen to this are either mavs fans or my friends i I think it's important (laughs) to to contextualize that chet holmgren is a motherfucker and i mean that in the most complimentary way no yes yeah i mean he looks like jack skellington and that's okay but his he hit once he his frame has never once been a problem for him and i think a lot of people are like oh he's gonna get pushed around that may be true but he will push back and so many of these kind of skinny guys get labeled as soft and sometimes it's right but this dude is not he is fun he plays he plays with attitude and he's you know there's 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 like there's aggression at the point of contact at the rim, right? He's, these aren't, these aren't, he's not grazing these blocks or he's not just stopping the ball, right? Mm-hmm. It's, he's coming in like Karch Karai and, mm. you know, ready to, ready to, you know, be loud about a block. You know what I mean? And I think that those are the things that, that adds to, um, I mean, you could see in the summer league games early on, especially because in, like, he's a trophy, right? If you can, if you, if you can poke one on him, then that's a, you're going to be on sports center. But if he guys would just slowly realize like, oh, there's, there's less, there's less of a flight path here than I thought. And it, like it, it, it uh, to watch people sort of slowly readjust and be like, oh, okay, maybe there was a reason for, for everybody was so pumped up about him as a defender. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was fun watching some of the opposing guards, especially discover that in some of those summer league games. I love that. Well, and, and so the Mavericks get an early taste of Chet Holmgren. I think they play the fifth game of the season. I was looking at that where. Gotcha. Like, yeah, that'll that'll be real fun. And then there's also the um, PR team nightmare of Jalen <laughs> Williams and Jalen Williams. Yeah, and let's let's talk about shorter, six foot six Santa Clara guy, Jalen Williams first. Yeah, I mean he's he's the guy. I mean the the, the Arkansas dude is you know he he plays hard, seems very smart, seems like he's going to be a good positional defender kind of guy. But it's the, the the guy that all the Thunder people are stoked on is Jalen Williams. Even, even not you're not more excited about him than Chet, right? Like Chet is still the better prospect. He's still got the higher upside, all that sort of stuff. But I just didn't know that much about him, uh, about about Jay. Santa Clara Jalen Williams beforehand. And yeah, seeing his uh seeing his stuff that he can do on the ball, but also that the shot looks like it's going to translate and that he's just kind of gonna kind of be able to fill the gaps, it seems like is just so exciting. I really want them to try and do a little him at the four type of thing. Yeah. And like, you know, and it, it, it let 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 Giddy bump down and guard the four. Giddy six eight, whatever. Let him bump down if he if you're worried about his foot speed up top or something, and then Jalen can shift up and guard the threes or the twos, or depending on 
whoever's out there with them. Um, but no, I mean, they, they, they seem, they seem super duper pumped up about, about Jalen Williams. And it's, I, 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 I love, I love dudes like that. I mean, he, he, he came into college, you know, what, I think, what was he like six, two or something, you know, mm-hmm. leaves, leaves six, six and was, and, you know, was the dude on those Santa Clara teams, which I think matters. I mean, I, I, I think if, you know, if you're at some of these mid-major types of schools and you're tasked with doing a lot and the game is on your shoulders and if y'all win, it's probably because you played well. And if y'all lose, it's probably because, you know, either you didn't have enough help or it was your fault, I guess. But what a stupid thing to just say. Just now. <laughs> what, a ter- what, a ter- what a terrible line, Tyler. Um, I love it. But the, but no, like I, 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 I like that he had so much responsibility in college and I like that. And, and, and I think that um, that's going to free him up a lot in the pros. I think he's going to be like, Oh, I don't have as, I don't have to worry about as much, especially early. I think he's, you know, it, um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pumped up. Sorry. Well, then then there's, there's other Jalen Williams from Arkansas who Mavericks fans, he was a guy that before the Mavericks traded away their pick, a lot of our fans had sort of had him penciled because he's 6'10", 240-pound guy. He actually had a fun, uh, at least one fun game against Chet Holmgren, I think, in college. No, like drew a bunch of charges on him, I think. Right, which is, yeah. he's just a charge machine, hard-playing guy. Kind of like it, it, at the moment, as I'm looking through this, you know, the the opening, like currently the ESPN roster has like 35 guys for the, <laughs> uh, for the Thunder because that's just how yeah. it is. And, pre- and so... Well, yeah, and then there's a there's actually a third Jalen on the team, Jalen Horde. That's fascinating. Um, but it, it's he seems like a guy that will probably not. I don't know if he'll play a ton, but when he does, he's just going to be like pure energy, and that sort of stuff can can really matter for a developing team. For sure. No, I think that the I think that he's going to. I think that he's the type of guy that he is going. To, it seems like he knows what he is. He's not going to try to do too much. He's just going to be out there and know that, okay, I'm a guy like I'm going to get the ball moving. I'm going to set some screens. I'm going to get some rebounds. And then I'm just going to do all the dirty stuff, you know, all the, or all the, um, all the, uh, all the hard hat kind of stuff. And, 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 and I think that you can't have, You're dealing with my ADHD so bad right now, Kirk. I'm That's sorry. okay. The like, I think, I think that, I think that a, when when you when you're going to take a big in the second round like that, it should probably either be some dude who is just like, okay, we know exactly what you are, or you just you know strictly upside, right? right. And it seems like it's you know, and I, I I don't know if they think that he's gonna you know add some perimeter shooting to his game at all. I'm not sure if that's, if, if, if that's maybe so like a, like a pure best player available kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it, and that's, it, and that's fine. That's fun. Totally. Yeah. The, it, it, he, he's a guy that um, it seems like everybody on the team really likes his, like the vibes are very good there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, but yeah, his, his, um, his, energy and his um he just seems like the type of dude that's that's going to be pretty consistent you're going to be able to know what you're going to get out of him right um and that's that's 
not necessarily something that they've always had with some of their backup bigs, right? So it's 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 uh no, I I, I don't think he's going to get a ton of burn honestly this year unless it um, you know barring injuries or you know late in the season whenever they decide to you know if they if they decide to tank it up, but like it, it uh you know he he's definitely some somebody that um I'm excited to see in like three years. You know what I mean? So, so you said something there that I, I think is worth kind of pivoting to because it, we can talk about some of the other Thunder players and expectations. You said if the Thunder decide to tank it up. I think one of the challenges when you get a team that has a guy like Chet Holmgren and now you know Shea Gillius-Alexander, who is one of the – if the Thunder don't sit him, like he, he just makes kind of a – He's such an impressive guard. I, I got um, I got to go see the Mavericks and Thunder play up close in early December, and Shea, Shea is just an amazing player. So it's like you look at the roster. There's uh, there's Lou Dort who signed a big, like a really big for for him contract extension. <laughs> there, there's Shea, Shea Gillies Alexander, and then there's um, our our the star of Dune. Um, <laughs> Josh Chalamet, yeah. whose hair, I mean, his hair in real life is just as magnificent. It's as pretty unbelievable. It really is. It's just, it's just as good, if not better than you would expect it to be. And it's great. It's great driving through Oklahoma where you see his, like, he like, it has all these ads for like car dealerships and it's like big flowing <laughs> hair and Josh, it's really something. Um, but it, the, this team might be too, too talented. To yeah. Really tank. Yeah. And that leads me sort of into to the next part of what I wanted to talk about. What are your what are your actual expectations for this team? Because the West is just a murderer's row. Yeah, I mean I think that that is a thing that that I've been trying to keep in mind is that the West is just stacked. I'm with you though that it I mean it seems like there's just too much talent on the team to bottom out in the way that they might like to, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, I think Shea is really, really, really good. I think he's, I, I, I think he's all-star level. Like, you know, if, 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 the, if the Thunder would have won more games um, or if, if the Thunder were to win more games, I, I, I think he'll have the numbers in. I, I think he's, I think he's that type of dude. I don't know what they I don't know what they're going to do if they look up and Chet's translating even better than it seems like he's going to now and Giddy's shot has improved. He's obviously just going to be better by virtue of just it's another year. Right. All the all the reports out of summer league not just from people watching but dudes playing are like, yeah, this guy's like got it. Um it's those three alone. It you know and, and 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 it might be unfair to put Shed up there just yet, but like just just those two dudes, they're gonna be better. Just by I mean, Shea's shot's gonna be better this year. Last year was more the 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 exception than the rule. He's been a good shooter yep. up until then. Um, so I, I I think as more eyeballs get on other offensive players, he's just I think that he, his percentages are gonna kind of rise back to what they were. Um, I. I'll be, I, I honestly don't know. It's I, I keep, I keep, I keep trying to think about what, what they would do in that sort of situation. Like how badly do they want to bottom out this time around? I think that a, a, for the people who think that they won't just totally, you know, 
full scale sit all the good dudes at the end of the I think I think you're I think those people you have to sit like seven guys that's the problem like like you can't like even like Teo Maladon is really pretty good at basketball you're like you're not going to be playing who's the who's the white guy um like Ty Jerome like it's not like you're gonna have a Ty Jerome led team sometime in like mid-March Well, the, the 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 other, and this isn't a problem; it's a good thing. But like the other pro- problem is that the Thunder just play really hard, mm-hmm. e- even in these seasons where they've been losing a ton of games. There are countless examples of them giving teams a run for their money that they really have no business, you know, doing so. Like they, they, they're just they're just playing hard; they're just competing, and the other teams are underestimating them, and then it you know it, it, it slowly fades away. That's but right. The, but it, it it's I I'll be interested to see just how good Chet winds up being if Chet can be you know just just I mean so few rookies are positive players right like if if Chet can be an actual positive dude then I talking like plus minus wise like right. then 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 I think um, yeah it's just it's 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 going to get super interesting I I don't know how committed they are to the tank this year i don't think they're they're not going to go out and trade for some you know disgruntled decent player this year i i think that they're still you know riding with the young dudes i think that that trade comes later sure um but uh i don't like i don't think they're pulling their assets to go all in just yet or anything like that but um no, I mean when you when you say that they might have to sit seven guys in order to <laughs> like it I mean, you can You're they're, they're just they, they've got too much. Um, I think now they have they're gonna just have a little bit too much firepower to be able to just really shit the bed in the ways that you need to if you're gonna wind up with one of those bottom three picks. That's right. Like it, it strikes me. So so the Thunder last year finished. What did they finish? I should know this off the top of my head. Um, standings. This is great podcasting. Everybody. Oh, we were four, fourth, right? Uh, yeah, 24 and 58. No, yeah. See, I don't see how this team, like Chet Holmgren and, and the three rookies and some seasoning, like at a minimum to me, this team has a floor of like 30 wins. And if you start looking at the 30 win range, that actually puts you in the, in kind of the, you know, the, there was a pretty firm cutoff last year that the Spurs were 34 and they were 10. So they were in the plan. Right. So it's like you, you start talking about flirting with playing type stuff. And I really think that's to me, that's sort of where, you know, they're going to have to make that assessment. But if you start like mega tanking, you're going to have to commit in a way that is probably almost like just almost too blatant <laughs> to be Not, realistic. Especially coming on the heels of these last couple seasons mm-hmm. where at the end of the year, two years ago, you know, they, they, they do what they did. And then last year, I, like, the other factor with last season was Shea was injured for a large portion of the middle of the year. Yeah. If, if, if Shea doesn't have a, an extended stretch where he's down, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I think that Shea is better than, than a lot of NBA fans realize. I, I think that he is, he is much improved as a closer. And yeah. I think that as they have as they get more shooting around him, he's just going to get more and more dangerous. He, I he, think so. He gets downhill so well. And, you know, like Thunder, Thunder fans love to talk about how he, you know, has led the league in drives, you know, the last two years or whatever. Um, but the, it, it uh, 
he's he's so crafty um with the ball in his hands especially once he gets into the lane um i think yeah you just combine him with with giddy and 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 and, and what chet can do um yeah i just also like kenrich was kenrich didn't play as as much last year he was dinged up a little bit and Weirdly, I I think that he's a very very solid player, and I think oh yeah, as the guys around him, as the talent around him is you know raised, I think that he's the type of like kind of plug and play dude on a contender that it, that is going to um, be very very valuable for them as they you know start to become an up and coming team that's actually trying to win some games. Oh yeah. He's he's a, he's a dude that not a ton of people talk about and I think that he's a big big part of what they're going to what they're going to do. He was a guy who Mavs fans sort of and a lot of teams fans thirsted after and what the Thunder have done in team building is basically sign a lot of these guys to very team friendly and trade friendly contracts to where they're going to be able to to move. So I think sort of bottom line, Thunder are going to be a sneaky, fantastic watch. If you're one of these people who is listening to a Mavericks podcast in August, you probably yeah. like basketball a lot. So I would sort of put the Thunder on your on your league pass watchability rankings. They're going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Any I, other I, uh, closing Thunder thoughts before I bother you about something else? No, no. I mean, that, I, I think that that last point that you made is is kind of hitting the nail on the head just as far as the way that I'm approaching the year. I'm just pumped up because it looks like they're going to be fun and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they're going to play a brand of basketball that is exciting. I like the idea of, you know, there some, some people get a little, um, get a little fussy talking about like, well, I mean, is, is Giddy the point guard or is Shea? And it's like, look, you need to, you need multiple guys that can handle the ball in today's NBA. These, these, you know, one horse, you know, shows like they, 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 they don't, one man shows one horse towns, Jesus Christ. Um, I like the, that. Uh, yeah. The, um, um, but it like, it, you know, it, 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 uh, they just don't work anymore really. Right. And it, it so it's, um, I, I'm, oh, did I freeze on you? No, you're good. Okay. The, um, and so I, I, I'm just really, really excited about the two of them playing together, honestly. Um, because I think that, uh, Giddy can get off the ball so quick. He doesn't have to be, um, he doesn't have to have it in his hands all the time. He likes those quick hit ahead passes. He likes yeah. these cross court things. He's not trying to, um, he's not trying to dominate possessions in the ways that if, you know, in ways that worry me really. He's, he's a, he's a guy that, that um, I, 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 I think he's going to be pretty easy to play with, honestly. So yeah, I'm hopeful. Well, hopeful is the best point in kind of the fan cycle, I think, because yeah. I'm on this you know, with Mavs fans. We're kind of in the like, well, what's an acceptable season next year? And it's like, uh, I, I just want to watch good basketball and, and, you know, our, watching a one year of Dennis Smith Jr. was kind of enough to make me realize, like, I just need to not complain quite so much because I've had it pretty good. I've had it pretty good as a Dallas fan. We're Mavs fans because I I know that at least some of my Mavs friends, friends, they, there's a, there can be a little bit of frustration, a lot of the jaw love and stuff like that in relation to, in in relation to people maybe holding Luca to an unfair standard whenever his numbers were bonkers and maybe even a little bit better than Jaws. Yeah. Right. Um, Was there some validation whenever this schedule came out and y'all had more national TV games than Memphis did? Eh, I think a little bit. I also think that, 
it's weird. We're just in this strange part of the cycle where Luca fans are really cr- like cresting over into Joel Embiid's superstand territory <laughs> where everything <laughs> is a, a variation of jihad. And sure. like, that's not fun. And, and I, you know, I am a, I take a lot of s- a grief from my Twitter feed. Cause like I live tweet games, like I'm screaming at a bar. So everybody thinks <laughs> I'm a, Everybody thinks I'm a moron and like I might be a moron, but not quite in the same way people expect of me. And so it's what I've been trying to preach this offseason is like expectations are the thief of joy. You got to have fun with this while you can, because all of a sudden things are different. And, you know, the you can go from having really enjoyable basketball to having like really painful, mediocre, ba- mediocre basketball where you can't yeah. do anything with it. So it it's uh, y'all got to be pumped up about Luca looking slim and trim, though. I mean, it's so it's terrifying because he, he's he, looking like he, a little hottie now. It's pretty. Exciting. He is. And, and you know, it, it's so amazing when he looks when he looks like that because he just he plays differently. And I'm really I'm excited about the season at the moment. But if he, I, if I would he shows like up with a full sleeve. If he shows up with a full sleeve, you know, tatted up, I think that it's MVP for sure. Well, but it'll be like Aaron Rodgers tattoos, though. He he has some <laughs> like if you look at he has like the, he has some crazy tattoos. He's got I'm some gonna, stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off the Slovenians. I apologize, guys. I love Luca. You guys know this. Um, I I've kept you longer than I intended to, but you turned okay. in a. I, I was looking up looking you up before we started, and you told me you were working on a piece, but I didn't ask what it was. And it turns out it's a three thousand word, really <laughs> thoughtful piece on uh, Joe Para Talks, which is a, an adult like an adult swim show that just ended, and it's. You know, you and I were talking in pre-show, like, I'm not very good about talking about certain sort of stuff. When it comes to art and things, I really don't know how to talk about it. And I listen to a lot of Ringer shows. One of the things that always makes me laugh is how Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald talk about how they they can't discuss comedy. And yeah. you, wrote, you wrote a line in here that that's that I'm going to be thinking about for a while where you say it's easier to critically discuss a serious piece of art than a funny one. Dramas are much more likely to lend themselves to the English class treatment. Writing about comedy is tricky. And you wrote this really like just sort of, I mean, it's a lovely piece. I, I'm linking it in the show notes. Everybody should go read it. Even if you don't know what this show is, um, you should go read it. Give me give me kind of your elevator pitch on how you pitch this this piece. Well, I mean, that's thank. That's very nice of you to say, I, and I appreciate that's cool of you to read it and cool of you to in, in, include it in the show notes. I'm glad that you uh, liked it. I the, the way it went down was, just, I mean, I, I had I obviously loved that show, you know, since since I heard about it. Um, it, it one in one of the in, you know one of the culture meetings, it, the, the idea of a cringe comedy day got brought up a sort of uh, trying to, you know, line that up. You know, today is the season finale of, of the Nathan Fielder show on HBO, the rehearsal, um, which is, you know, very funny and, and, and very uncomfortable. (laughs) And um, it, uh, they wanted to, they, they, you know, they were, they were thinking about trying to do a day um, because, you know, the summer's summer, uh, Summers can be slow, <laughs> content wise. Yes, and, um, and so yeah, they 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 brought that up, and and I was just sort of you know thinking about you know that type of comedy and the kind of stuff that I liked, um, but just sort of kept coming back to um, that this Joe Para talks with you show felt very unique in that it was actively trying to make you feel good. And, and, you know, in, in, in ways that 
in different ways than just trying to make you laugh. Um, it was, you know, it was um, um, like a properly thoughtful comedy about the world and the tiny little things in it. You know, he talks about iron, very just, you know, second refrigerators, right? Like just very, <laughs> you know, very, on, on the face of it, right? Very silly, silly things that, that uh, or, or, or just, you know, how are you going to create a comedy program you know, out of, you know, the rat wars of Alberta, Canada, right? Like, how is this going to happen? And so um, it's, it, uh, part, part of my, and I, I don't even think I included this in the piece, but part of it is just like, I think that it's a high degree of difficulty to be able to do a show like that. They're all around 11 minutes long that they can fit so much into them. Um, and uh, so many jokes in so much feeling into them, I think is very impressive. But yeah, the way that I was looking at it was just like, oh, like maybe I'll just approach this from like, what is the opposite of cringe comedy? Like, mm. what, is what is something that's trying to be the anti-cringe and and um, uh, try to leave you feeling warm? And but but not not um, doing that while not sacrificing, you know the comedy like yeah. it's still like it's it, it's still filled with heaters and so it, it uh it's I, I i've just always been super impressed by the show um and it's para uh works with um some old chicago comedians that i know from my days when i was doing improv in in chicago um and so yeah i just i i i got super duper into the show and just kind of fell in love well, it comes out, it really comes out in the piece because understanding that I really didn't have any connection to this at all, didn't really know what it was. Like I just, between basketball and life, there's so much stuff you could watch these days. And so I just kind of, I kept reading the whole damn thing. Nobody reads pieces this long anymore. And I read it and it's, it's well, the, like, this is a labor of love. Like, it's really nice. I, I, I recommend everybody go give it a, go give it a read. It, if if it, I, I appreciate it, I, and honestly, like the, I, the, I, I, I wasn't even planning on doing this, but if it go, go watch, go onto, um, go onto YouTube, and type in Joe Para talks you back to sleep. Mm. They, it's it, that's one of the full episodes that Adult Swim put up, and it's a pretty good representation of the show. Um, the other one, if you have an HBO Max account. There it is. Yeah. If you have an HBO, if you have HBO Max, then you can go watch the whole thing. I mean, the episode that a ton of people talk about, and one that's honestly one of the more joyful episodes of television that I've ever seen, is an episode called "Joe Para Reads You the Church Announcements," and <laughs> and it's not that. It starts okay. out as that, and it and it takes such a hard turn, and I don't even want to give you what that it turns to because it's it will make you so happy when you see he. He has heard a song for the first time recently, like the day before, basically. And he just wants to talk about how great this song is. And it's an actual song. I don't want to, I don't want to say which song it is because it's, it's such a good joke that it deserves to be preserved and just experienced, you know, uh, purely. But yeah, if you, if you have, I, 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 it, it can't be more than 11 or 12 minutes long. If you got that much time in an HBO Max account, you know, go, go watch that episode. Well, I've already taken up 10 more minutes of your time than I promised, but uh, I, I really Dude, you thank to do, you, you for... You have to deal with all my pauses. No, it's good. It's 
great stuff. I, I leave them in there too. This show gets precisely <laughs> no editing. Like I, I don't get paid enough to do this. I do all no, this. As labor, labors of love are 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 what this is all about. And I'm in there, and hopefully everybody will make it to the end. Um, I will bother you about this later because I'm curious. But I did see when stalking your Twitter feed that you wrote a novel that's coming out next year, and that is super freaking cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I've been I, that, that's. Uh started writing that thing in 2015 and, I, I write 300 word bursts so like the concept of a novel gives me hives so good well, <laughs> that's really cool it, yeah I, 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 I yeah hopefully it's uh it, yeah it comes out june 2023 and uh yeah they we got, we're, you know they're doing the cover and shit right now it's wild it's crazy well, we will probably see some of your stuff this season on The Ringer. I am really delighted that you and J. Kyle Mann are bringing back melodious southern voices <laughs> to The Ringer because all these damn northeastern bastards and their Baskin accents and this shit. Like, we need more, uh, uh, you know, KOC's mostly worked out his accent, but it's like, we, you got, like, the regional accents. Are yeah, you gotta, get a, little, you gotta get, a little, get a little drawl in the mix. I know? love it. Like, you and Kyle were talking to each other on that show, and it just got progressively more <laughs> Southern, which was beautiful. Yeah, well, I was like, whenever we were in, whenever we were in Vegas, it's my first time being around, um, around you know some of the some of the uh 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 nba media people and stuff like that and i could as i as i drink more the 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 uh, the the, <laughs> the accent gets a little thicker and thicker and thicker and uh so it uh, i could there, there were a few different people that were like oh wow so Okay, so you are from Oklahoma. Okay, got you know. Like that. <laughs> I, I worked most of mine out because I grew up in Texas and then lived in California and D.C. and I don't really talk like it anymore. But I used to, you know, because that sort of thing just is really easy to fall back into if you've had some beverages. I was I was so bad freshman year that I, <laughs> I, I was driving around and I, I was driving around with friends and they 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 stopped to pick up a girl who I had been told was from Dallas mm. and uh, and she got in the car. And I said, hi, I'm Tyler. And she said, where are you from? <laughs> I said, I'm from Oklahoma. Where are you from? Her dad, you know, her, her dad's pharmaceuticals, you know, she's probably a terrible person now. It's okay. I love it. This has been great. Thank you for taking part of your Friday. I don't think this is going to go up till late Sunday night, but uh, those yeah. of you should go check out the piece. Go listen to Joe Pair talk. Uh, follow. Eh, you don't tweet. Nobody needs to follow you on Twitter. Um, no, it's yeah, just stay. I don't care. Stay far away from Twitter. <laughs> it's a hellscape where I live. Um, this has been Kirk and Tyler for another bizarre and wonderful episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Enjoy your week. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.